Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and I'm here tonight with things to say out loud. Listen, um, the cycle of whataboutism, motives and motivation, and there's no secret code for black people. The music I'm listening to today starts with the great, one of the greatest pop singers I've ever heard, Levi Stubbs. Levi Stubbs and the Four Tops. The song is The Way Nature Planned It. And I hope you're doing well today. And if not doing well, believe you're getting better. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood of this of life, y'all. Listen, I, I'm going to get into, again, um... The cycle of whataboutism, motives and motivation, and there is no secret code for black people. But I want to start with a little bit of television. I believe in shit kickers. I love me a good shit kicker. And if you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. A good Western. Um, I can still go back to the reruns of Gunsmoke. I think season 12 was the best season. Um, but I can watch Cheyenne, um, Have Gun, Will Travel, Virginian, Bonanza, some of the best movies I've ever seen, Silverado, uh, Wyatt Earp, Open Range. And uh, all of those movies I just mentioned had one common denominator. Silverado, Wyatt Earp, Open Range. The great Kevin Costner. Now Kevin Costner has a show called Yellowstone in his fifth season. Um, one of the best shows on television. If you haven't seen it, you want to go back. If you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to get into it because the goal is for you to watch it just like the goal is for you to listen to me. And thank you for listening. Hope you like to subscribe to the podcast or share the podcast and hope you like the podcast. Hey, we just got our, our yearly wrap up from Spotify and our followers are up 23%. And I appreciate you and I hope you keep listening. And we're going to make a couple of other moves right at the beginning of the new year, but I'm not going to put my finger on it. I'll put my put put it. It's not going to come out of my mouth until I put my finger on it. OK, today. I want to talk about the cycle of whataboutism. Um, tonight is the uh, Senate runoff in Georgia. Reverend Warnar against Herschel Walker. Um, hey, it's pretty cut, pretty cut and dry. But we like who we like for the reasons we like them. And this race has very little to do with the people running for office as much as the office itself. Um, it's a chess piece. It's a chess piece. And we tend to believe that because it's a chess piece, you're playing with chess players. And chess, or you're playing with chess pieces and those pieces remain silent. Well, one of them will. And that's probably because they don't know what to say. Or they will say what they are supposed to say. Hey, it's a, an office that if you're elected, you're there to help people. 
you're there to help people. I pray it goes the right way. Um, this is uh, a lady of the 70s. I keep talking about how great the music was in the 70s. Is from the 70s, rather. How great the music is from the 70s. This was the debut album from Angela Bofield. The song is Angel of the Night. She was a songwriter, a singer. This album was great. In the 70s, again, I talk about music of the 70s because it's music of the 70s. Um, you had ladies like Angela Bofield, a Brenda Russell debut album, um, Carol King, uh, Patrice Russian, so many. I grew up in Philadelphia, so I listened to Gene Karin and the next artist who you'll hear from, who I'm not, who will remain unknown until I play the music. But this is Angela Bofield. The song is Angel of the Night. Okay, so I'm talking about um, the cycle of whataboutism is there. It reminds me of ex-president 45's main tactic to this day. Whataboutism is a tactic of delay. Pure and simple. It's a, tapple, it's a tactic of delay. Okay. You're not trying to come to any agreement. You're not trying to come to any understanding. If you're in a debate with somebody or you're in a conversation with somebody or in an argument with somebody and you just go back and forth about whatever it is about that has nothing to do with moving forward the discussion, it's delay. And it's delay because you don't want to get there or you don't care to get there. We become tone deaf, or we allow ourselves to become tone deaf to what we say we're trying to make better. Um, too much now, I, in the last 10 years, and it's always been there, but now it's just pervasive and sometimes ignorant. So when there's a high school or a middle school or a I don't know, college or whatever kind of election that involves young people running against each other and they use the tactics that they are seeing. We ain't got nothing to say. We do have something to say as long as we weren't involved in what they saw. But then if we, ain't got, if we got something to say now, if we got something to say about them but we weren't involved in, because we weren't involved in what they saw but we were there. That makes any sense at all, y'all. I, I, I know I'm kind of. What my point is this: um, we want to people, we want young people to learn, not from what we say, but from what we do. And there are too many examples now, in audio, in video, in text, of things we do to try to teach anything different. So we need to do more good things or more things. And you know what? I take that back. We are doing more things, but those need to be magnified as much as the silly shit that's magnified. Okay. I know I try to only talk about things that I can help change. I can't help change that. So I'm going to move on. Um, hmm. Okay. Motives and motivation. 
Um, I kind of relate this to when I was talking about, I'll kind of relate this to what I am going to talk about in a minute. But when we look at, uh, when I look at, and I'm going to speak for myself, things that, okay, when I look at things, I want to say out loud without offending, without seeming uh, disingenuous, which I'm not. Um, I'm a baseball fan, I'm a basketball fan, I'm a football fan. I watch these sporting events and I see these corporations offer relief, offer money um, to, during the World Series, I believe there was a hurricane somewhere, a, a, a bad weather situation. I can't recall right off the top of my head, but there was a bad weather situation somewhere. And um, the uh, powers that be decided that every home run hit, and this wasn't the first time it was done, it's been done several times before, but every time somebody hit a home run during the playoffs or something of that nature, $5,000 would be donated to a relief fund to help people suffering from hurricanes, so and so and so. Uh, in college, uh, you see a college basketball game and they have the kids uh, who are out there throwing a basketball through a Dave and Buster's type hoop who can do it the most, or in a football game, throwing a football through a Dr. Pepper circle to see who can get the most in there. And whoever does it right, they win so much money for their scholarship. There was also a college football thing that celebrated, and I put that in air quotes, celebrated teachers by giving them $1,000 to provide uh, things for their school. Teachers already spend $1,000 to provide things for their school. If you're celebrating teachers, give them money for themselves, not for their schools. If you're trying to help somebody with a scholarship, give them the money without having them jump through hoops or throw things through hoops. And it leads me to, to think now I, I listen, cancer is an evil disease. It's always been an evil disease. Within one year, seemingly within a year, um, this world pulling together came up with a vaccine for a disease we've never seen. Within a year. This is uh, the other Philadelphia lady I was talking about. It's Phyllis Hyman. The song is What You Won't Do For Love. Yeah. This is Phyllis Hyman. Nothing like Phyllis Hyman. And when she can cover a song, uh, you forget about who sang it originally. Although it was Bobby Cardwell, doesn't matter. This is Phyllis Hyman. Okay, I'm gonna get back to my thought now. So, with um, I wonder, and I and I'm gonna say it out loud. I wonder for us to create a vaccine for the world within a year, was that because we all work together? There have been billions, billions of dollars raised for cancer research. I, I can't imagine the pain it causes and I am and I am not, I can't imagine the pain it causes, the loss it causes, the loss, all, all, 
the evilness of this, this disease. And I wonder every time for the last, I don't know, two generations of my life, seeing all of this money being raised by all of these different organizations, research tanks, hospitals, uh, private research funds. I wonder if they talk to each other. I wonder if they get together to decide or do they share information? I wonder if we share information with cancer like we did with the vaccine, would it make a difference? Things to say out loud. Have you ever thought that? Every time you see that there's $25 million raised for cancer or $100 million raised for cancer, it's not specific as to what cancer, what type of cancer it is. So maybe they are all talking together. Or maybe they're not. What's the motives? We know the motivation. The motivation is to find a, a cure for this, this incredibly evil dr- disease. But are we doing it as best we can? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to move on. I'm kind of sarcastic with this, but I'm really not. There is no secret code for black people. I happen to be a black man. And if there's a code, I didn't get the, I didn't get the memo. Here's the deal. Um, growing up in Philadelphia, this firstly is a great songwriter. One of the best that I know. Lionel Richie. The song is Love Will Find A Way. It's not that his music is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly to the point. Love Will Find A Way, Lionel Richie. So, um, I grew up in Philadelphia and I remember being introduced to the word stereotypes. I remember seeing certain movies where you would only see, where you see different things. And even though everything for a while was in black and white, even when it went to color, things were still pretty much in black and white. And every, a lot of things I saw, a lot of things I, that, that came to me early came through media and entertainment. But that was part of it. The other part was the life I lived, where I lived, my environment. And it took me a while to balance the fact that what I saw in media, when when we're talking about stereotypes, what I saw in media and entertainment were the stereotypes that were magnified because they were on television or in movies, they were magnified by the people who own the magnifying glass. Every stereotype to me that I grew up seeing was magnified because if some I saw some things in my neighborhood, sure. But by and large, the things I saw were magnified through media and entertainment by the people who own the magnifying glass. And that wasn't me. And in many cases, that wasn't my people. So, that being said, stereotypes come about. Um, 
It's a complicated thing, but it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty simple thing. I remember as a child, and I thought I was a pretty intelligent child, teenager. I hated the show Good Times. Hated it with a passion. Because my experience living at 21st and Master Street in North Philadelphia in a nice row house, three blocks away from 24th and Jefferson Street where there were 24-story high-rise apartments, I didn't see the, the good times in that. The experiment that that was. Yes, people had a place to stay. But... Again, that stereotype was magnified by the people who owned the magnifying glass. I never liked the show. Okay? I, you know, I always thought that musicians um, can work anywhere. You close your eyes and the joy is playing with someone that you can't see. Or someone that you can see that is not the same as you I think that that could be the joy in a lot of art could be the joy in a lot of life if we get to experience it so when I balance the things I saw in entertainment in the media with my own life experiences I can say something's not a stereotype I can shout it out loud I can say that stereotype is not real we all can shout it out loud Not as many people will hear us. So we just have to do the work. Um, I say this because I'm seeing these articles now about Deion Sanders, the great Deion Sanders, and how he shouldn't leave Jackson State to go to Colorado or how HBCU schools now need to be safeguarded because of Deion Sanders' experiences with Jackson State. I went to North Carolina Central University. Nothing Deion Sanders did at Jackson State needs to cause anybody to safeguard anything at their own institution. He raised the profile and the profits of his university while taking the minimum base salary. Now he's doing a taking a still a minimum base salary for his skill set to take another job. But people want to seem like he's done something wrong. There is no sense in that. There's no sense in that. Um, Spike Lee was a filmmaker. He wasn't a black filmmaker. He was black already. He's a filmmaker. There, mm, There is no secret code for people. We just need to live our lives and spend more time living them than talking about somebody else's. Enjoy the entertainment factor of it and then move on. Hey, I'm talking to you. I want you to talk to those around you, okay? Get their impression. Get their opinion. Then talk back to me. Send me a text, 571-723-6753. We'll be able to talk back and forth pretty soon. Until then, thanks for listening. Talk to somebody about this. This is the Talk It Out Podcast. Be blessed, y'all. Talk to you soon.